These are the stories of South Africans with severe medical conditions and the innovative teams that brought about miracles to help them. Welcome to Medical Miracles. I'm Barbara Friedman. A horrific accident sliced off a large part of a Cape Town man's right hand, leaving him with only one finger. He was filled with despair until a remarkable surgeon gave him new hope. Keep listening. When I was in hospital, I was sad, cried a lot. It's what we call a mangled hand. Okay, so the pretty much all the bones in his hand were fractured. Uh, all the muscles had been crushed. A terrible printing press accident just half an hour before the end of a long night shift and the life of 30-year-old Jermaine Pfeiffer's from Mitchell's Plain changed forever. Jermaine explained to me that this particular printing press was one of those old manually operated die-cutting machines. It requires two men to work the press vigilantly at all times. Printing machinery has a reputation for being extremely dangerous and accidents to hands and fingers are always a risk. My colleague fell asleep, but when I glanced over to see what was going wrong, I noticed his eyes was a little shut then. When I looked again, the machine went up, caught my hand. He told me how his work partner would feed the cardboard into the press on one side while he would ensure it came out safely on his end, always checking for any that might bend or become jammed, which causes problems. So I took out one, I see it was a spoil. So I looked at him to see what he was doing around, and then the machine went up again. It all happened in a split second. The press should have been turned off but wasn't, and in that instant, Jermaine's hand was caught and crushed by the powerful machine. His co-worker pressed the emergency stop switch, but it was too late to save Jermaine's hand. And he didn't even notice until he heard my screams. I swear to him because I said, um, if I'm going to wait for an ambulance, I'm going to bleed out there because the blood was like pouring. The printing works was in the city centre. And luckily, a colleague with a car rushed him to nearby Christian Barnard Memorial Hospital. I was stressful. I was in pain. That's when Jermaine met plastic surgeon Dr. Nick Carinas, who had a look at the x-rays to see what could be done. He told me that it looks bad because he might amputate my whole hand. I remember crying, told him that he must just save, save what he can. Because, I mean... I just became a father. In fact, Jermaine and his wife Yumna's little boy was just one years old at the time, and all he could think about was what this terrible accident would mean for his ability to take care of his family. In the beginning, I thought, because I know, once that machine caught your hand, I knew for myself they had to amputate. So I told my, in my mind, I thought, why don't I just die to spare me the, what I had to go through, because I know. And that's what I'm going through now. You know, just looking at a hand like that, you usually are concerned that the chances are it's going to be amputated. And I'll pre-warn Jermaine that that is a possibility. But we obviously try and salvage as much as we can and then see what survives over the next week or so, which Jermaine was obviously very keen on. So that's what we did. We initially managed to keep four of the fingers on but as the next few days progressed we realized they weren't going to survive they were necrosing so we eventually amputated everything except for the index finger 
afterwards we managed to skin graft some of the the areas that were still raw where he lost the skin once that had all healed and we realized how motivated he is with his physiotherapy in getting that index finger moving we realized he's a good candidate for a toe to thumb and that's when I, I made the suggestion that you know i think we should consider it and germain was keen on it a toe to thumb transplant is a highly complex sophisticated surgery where one of the patient's own toes is amputated and then reconnected to his hand to serve as a thumb, which together with his remaining index finger would provide crucial pincer and pinch abilities Germain would otherwise not have. You know, in, in certain countries, it's performed fairly frequently in certain units. Uh, in South Africa, it's very seldom performed. So despite Germain's understandable feelings of despair, the doctor was convinced of the man's incredible strength and determination. I thought about it. I spoke to my wife, to my family, to my mother. They all said, it's my decision. But then I told myself, yeah, you have a son. Um, you need things to do. I can't do it with one finger, so I need something to pressure on. So I told my wife, I'm going to do the operation. I'm going to take it. The long 16-hour microsurgery is intensely focused. The surgeon works through a microscope, first carefully amputating the toe, making sure all the arteries and veins remain intact. Then the toe is transplanted to the site on the hand where the thumb used to be. The surgeon's skilled precision is crucial to ensure the toe remains viable. Well, it's not viable. The, the surgeon has to make it viable by reconnecting the blood vessels because just simply attaching the finger back on the finger will die. But you've got to reattach the blood vessels using microsurgery in order to get a blood flow back into the finger. Without that blood flow, it's not viable. I asked Dr. Karinas how he does that. Well, a finger's typically got two main blood vessels that you must attach to, two arteries going in, and then there's a few veins going out. Uh, we usually try and attach at least one artery going in and one vein going out. In Jermaine's case, we attached uh, two of the arteries and we attached two of the veins, just on the off chance that one of those little joins clots up. If the surgeon only attaches one vein and one artery and any of them clots, the blood supply to the transplanted toe will be lost and the digit will die. So his second toe was actually a good size match. Function, I think, has been very good. The thumb does get stiff, the, the new thumb, but that's not actually such a, a deficit. You know, to have the joints of the new thumb not moving is actually quite a good thing because it needs to be a, like a little pillar. It needs to be quite strong for when his index finger pushes against it. You don't really want joints that are too mobile. Um, and the majority of the movement actually comes from the joints lower down towards the wrist. So he's actually had a very good functional outcome, but that's because he's been so good with his physiotherapy. Before this op, all Jermaine had left was that one index finger Dr. Karinas had saved. The new thumb is life-changing. What, what that gives him is it gives him key pinch and pincer pinch. So he can pick things up, you know, in the same way that you'd grasp a key, you can pick things up like that also. So it gives him a far more functional hand. Uh, it's maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing hand because until you replace the rest of those fingers, which we are now waiting to do with, with a prosthetic hand. The prosthetic hand will then be attached to Jermaine's remaining hand, providing stability and support for the index finger and new thumb. But uh, from a functional point of view, I mean, I think it's at least doubled his function in that hand. I asked Dr. Karinas if the toe amputation affects balance at all. No, it's, it's minimal. In, in fact, there's people who've had toe-to-thumb operations that are playing football. 
So it's, it's a, it depends which toe you take also. If you were to take the big toe, there's a bigger impact on mobility than if you take the second toe. In Jermaine's case, we took the second toe because it was a closer match to the thumb that he had. He's, quite, he's got quite you know, dainty thumbs, and the second toe was actually a very good match for him. The toe to the thumb, it helps me a lot because I can wash properly now with my right hand. Um, I do the dishes. I did um, some stuff at home. I do my driving. I do everything with my right hand. Like I told Doc, I can't pick up too heavy, stuff that's too heavy. But something that's light enough for me to handle, I pick it up. During surgery, stainless steel K-wires or pins are fitted temporarily. The nerves, the uh, blood vessels, skin, and then lastly the bone also needs to be reattached. But for the bone to, just like when you break your bone, you need to put little wires in, which we call K-wires, to hold the bone in place until the bone's united. Um, and for that period of time, you don't really want any movement there. So for about four weeks, we didn't really want him moving his thumb too much. Um, we allowed micro movements, but not too much. Uh, and then afterwards, those wires are removed because the bones then united, and then we actually really get him going with his physiotherapy. Because I was determined to get it to working with the K wire in, then the doctor said, "Now I mustn't move it so much because um, I might lose some stuff inside." And but when the K wire came out, I remember I tried everything, tried stuff at home. Um, tried to do buttons on my shirt. He was even able to start signing his name. But Jermaine says he's been waiting for over a year for the Workmen's Compensation Fund to pay out for his accident so that he can afford the costly prosthetic hand Dr. Karinas has ordered for him to support his index finger and thumb. Meanwhile, he still feels self-conscious about his damaged hand in public and he's hesitant to go back to work until he has the support and aid a prosthetic would give him. He says the Workmen's Compensation Fund has not yet fully paid the medical team either. The delay in the prosthetic is affecting his mood, and Jermaine is fighting bouts of depression. His wife, Yumna, told me how hard it is for him at times. Sometimes he just doesn't even for himself from me also. Then I just keep my mouth and let him take a moment and then he will come right she says though he's made such progress, he does get frustrated when he can't do things. That is just an accident that happened. He's still the same person. Sometimes it's really stressful also. Even after the accident, like, um, he don't really have someone to talk to. How's he coping with it? It's really a big adjustment for him. Because we don't really speak to anyone. Because they won't understand because it's only me and him. After I met the Pfeiffers, Dr. Karinas found a psychotherapist who has kindly volunteered to see Jermaine. Yumna is relieved he's now receiving counselling. The Workmen's Compensation Fund is impossible to reach on the telephone, so I went into their offices to find out what was going on. I was told that they're still waiting for the final medical report and hand report to determine the level of amputation, it's unclear why that has taken so long, but I'm hopeful it can be sorted out soon and Jermaine can get the prosthetic he so desperately needs. We hope you enjoyed Medical Miracles. Visit lifenow.primedia.co.za for more intriguing stories. Lifestyle, information, finance, entertainment, podcasts when you have a moment.